0: We won't complain the go! Be everybody who big plays all day! Be everybody send them all home! Be everybody who big hits no quit! Be
1: everybody I'm in my own zone! Why? I'm in my own zone! Why? I'm in my own zone! Why? It's not a show! I'm in my own zone! Why? I'm in my
0: own zone! Why? It's not a show! Oh, oh. So welcome, welcome everyone! to this rainy cold week in the Bay Area. Uh, That was one sweet motivational speech by the now retired Drew Brees, but we'll get to him later since we have a lot, lot going on. Hi Vivian, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Milton. So I hear you've had uh, kind of a March Madness of your own. Uh, Some ways very similar to Dak Prescott's where uh, you broke your ankle. some freak accident, but now you also got paid. So uh, that reminded me of Dak. And then on top of that, so congratulations on your pr- promotion.
1: Thank you. Uh, you're,
0: having a, you're having a speedy recovery as well as uh, because of uh, the athleticism that you have on those legs. And you also receive your first shot of the vaccine. So it's been a quite uh, powerful march, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of um, movement happening for me, not so much in my legs, but in <laughs> everything else, um, things are going great. As you mentioned, um, I did get a promotion. And nice. um, I guess one of the positive outcomes of, you know, being living alone and being uh, disabled now and also having like a history <laughs> of uh, a <laughs> respiratory issues qualified me for the vaccine so I got my first shot yesterday and nice. you know so far no real side effects aside from a little bit of arm soreness which you get with the flu shot so looking forward to be uh fully vaccinated
0: yeah amazing so with that being said there's a lot 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 going on so we're going to go fast
1: yeah there's There's a there's a lot of football movement going on in the last call it like week and a half or so with free agency and the NFL announcing their uh, their salary cap for this year. But um, before we get into that, because there's so much going on, wanted to highlight what is going on in other sports news for um, on the ball segment. Um, since we are getting into March Madness and, you know, some other sports coming up in the spring before we actually head into the real NFL season.
0: So on the ball segment.
1: Um. So first up, this is news that happened this week. So LeBron has become a partner of the Fenway Sports Group which now makes him part owner of the Boston Red Sox um, and the Liverpool Football Club, which is kind of interesting. Um, Not really the organization that I thought, you know, obviously LeBron is a a Cleveland boy, and so the Boston seems a little bit out of left field.
0: LeBron is a, uh, what is it called, an amazing businessman. Not only a great basketball player, but he's also expanding his horizons all the way into Liverpool football. So that's pretty exciting. <laughs>
1: yep. Um, and then in positive news, Tiger Woods um, officially returned home this week for his post-op recovery. So, you know, Tiger Woods was in that crazy car accident a few a few weeks ago. They didn't really have... There's conflicting reports about the severity. Everyone knows it's pretty um, serious. He had to under go surgery in his legs um, and you know people have been kind of keeping an eye out for updates so the latest update I think it happened on Tuesday Tuesday Thursday. Um, Tuesday they announced that he's back in his home in LA and recovering so hopefully that goes well for him
0: yeah let's hope for the best he's golfing again some people say he won't but this is Tyre Woods It's always been defying the odds, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, And then last piece of news that also happened early this week and I thought was pretty relevant to us since we are getting into March Madness tomorrow. So the Indiana University head basketball coach, Archie Miller, has been fired. So a little bit of context for you, Milton. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Indiana um university men's basketball is like one of the best of the best so they are considered a college basketball blue blood team and basically the blue bloods are exactly what you think they are they are the cream of the crop they win a ton of games they dominate conferences and you know they they have a lot of money and resources they're good at recruiting they usually put out a lot of nba drafts draft picks and just like have really a really great like sports rich sports history. Now, IU out of the the six blue bloods teams, So the teams that are considered blue bloods right now are Duke, UNC, Kansas, Kentucky, IU and UCLA. Though UCLA is kind of questionable in the recent years and so has IU. IU has not won since Archie Miller became the head coach. And now I was actually talking to my friend on Sunday And, you know, he was like, I think they're going to fire Archie Miller, but they might wait until next year because if they fire him this year, they have to pay him $10 million. He's got a $10 million buyout in his contract. And this is how crazy, like, these Blue Bloods teams, like, this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about money and resources. Like, everybody at IU wants them out. They're saying, we brought this guy in. Now our team sucks. You know we're not we're not even contenders for March Madness. This is terrible. We want him out. Um, we have to pay him ten million dollars. So one single, um, one single athletic booster. So basically, like a rich alumni came in and said, "I want him fired now. Here's ten million dollars." So this guy, this booster, gave ten million dollars to IU so that they can get rid of Archie Miller immediately and another athletic booster another like super rich alumni came in and said whoever you guys want to hire i will front the money for his um for his contract like that's just insane
0: Hmm. (laughs) interesting i'm still getting into this college stuff a little little by little so i like the drama i like the drama going on there that's for sure so nice thank you for that breakdown so that's kind of what's going on in the sports world besides football but going back to our core our cornerstone let's go our football segment and right off this weekend just like you guys heard we have drew brees finally well drew Brees' kids finally announcing his retirement it was posted on instagram first and his four kids are are there not him um, so, uh, we didn't. Uh, whatever I said was going to happen didn't happen, as always. So, sorry, people, for misleading <laughs> you with my predictions. And we won't see Drew Brees one more time. So, that sad goodbye that you're still brokenhearted about, Vivian, in the Superdome, that was it. Right? That was
1: it. So, Brees. Uh- officially announced that he's gonna become a studio analyst for football night in america and will be a game analyst for nbc sports coverage of notre dame football and i believe he's also on the nbc super bowl coverage team for 2022 and will work on um some other non-football events as well but yeah it's really really sad um but you know he's had a, a hell of a career he's definitely a hall of fame candidate for sure
0: oh yeah totally totally but this brings ripples to the team's uh, quarterback position, where, as we know, they have the James Winston experience. And they still have an agreement, a $12 million agreement with the, uh, the Saints. And they're also... I don't know about Taysom Hill. He gets paid so much money for only playing a few snaps, but whatever. It is what it is. $140 million. Uh, but it's all going to be, like, spread out. Uh, if you can built up on that, Vivian, because um, you're good with numbers.
1: So, yes. So, uh, Jameis Winston and the Saints have agreed on a one-year deal um, worth up to $12 million. And I think there's been... Breeze actually came out and said, I think yesterday, was saying that, you know, there will be some good competition between Winston and Taysom Hill for the starter role, but it's believed that Jameis, you know, post-LASIK Jameis, Will be the starter for the Saints, but I think the P- Taysom Hill's contract is hilarious. So, basically, I don't know if you fully understand it or uh, if like the casual fans like truly understand what's happening. So, basically, the Saints restructured Taysom Hill's contract to create cap room. So they they wanted to save seven point five million. Um, against the cap this year. So the cap was lowered this year from 198.2 million to 182.5 million. So a lot of teams are making movements and making shifts, cutting people, restructuring contracts so they can stay under the cap. So this is what happened with the Saints and Taysom Hill. They gave him a four-year, $140 million contract extension. But the caveat is that All the years are voidable. So basically, they can cancel the contract at (laughs) any time. It's basically a fake four year, $140 million contract that, you know, helps them balance their books. And for some reason, everybody's just playing along, like, oh, yeah, cool. That's great. (laughs) The Saints are under the cap. If we don't count real money,
0: like. So it's all, yeah, it's all like monopoly money basically uh so Taysom Hill's being had apparently kind of so uh but um I, uh, I don't know he's a great quarterback I think he's good uh James Winston we know who he is uh, the thirty thirty guy you know 30 TDs 30 picks <laughs> so let's see what happens there but This brings me to a little rant that I have to... uh, I I gotta get this out of my chest. Uh, Drew Brees. (laughs) I know he's your guy, one of your guys. I know he broke your heart when he left uh, in that empty Superdome. But he's been on my radar for a while. Um, And here's why. So, uh, he's not overhyped. He's good. He's got a lot of numbers. But if it wasn't for that Super Bowl win he had in 2009, he would be... Uh, another Dan Fouts, another Dan Marino. You know, these guys that have great stats but never win the great game. And in 2009, um, so the Saints went to beat the Colts in the Super Bowl, but that wouldn't have happened if there wasn't this thing called Bounty Gate. I don't know if you remember this, under Greg Williams and Sean Payton where they were targeting, opposing uh, teams to hurt them, hurt their stars. So the ultimate target was Brett Favre in that championship game. Uh, and this is Brett Favre at 40. He was having a similar season to Tom Brady. Uh, till then, it was the most amazing season by a 40-year-old. That's before Tom Brady broke all the records and still is doing it, so. Um, So they had this amazing game. It's one of the most epic games I've ever seen. But they kept targeting Brett Favre in his legs, hitting him under the knees. And the refs, I don't know what was going on there. I think they were under the Katrina bandwagon and just wanting New Orleans to have a great season. They were not calling those uh, flags out there. So by the end, Brett Favre was all beat up. He had a bum ankle. And again, this is Brett Favre before he became the MAGA guy that now no one likes. But back in the day, he was my idol. So I was pretty pissed off because then they lost overtime. Uh, Brett Favre threw an interception because he had no, his ankle was busted by then. So he threw up that ankle, tried to do something. And that's how the Saints won that uh, game that took them into the Super Bowl. And then uh, they went on to beat Peyton Manning, which is the only time I've ever rooted for Peyton Manning in my life. And Drew Brees just won. So maybe there should be an asterisk next to that 2009 season with the Saints, because they were clearly cheating, hurting other players from the opposing teams. So that's kind of what I have on him. And then at the end of his career, you know, he was also getting old, kind of trying to follow Tom Brady's footsteps and uh, but he lost f- the last four playoffs with them because I-, I think his arm wasn't just good enough anymore and I think he cost uh, four great uh, New Orleans Saints teams like going further into the probably into even the Super Bowl if, if Taysom Hill which we just talked about would have played one of those games I'm pretty sure they would have got into the Super Bowl at least but you know he was at the end, Drew Brees was just throwing picks and picks, especially in that overtime 2019 game against the Rams, which was pretty controversial because there was all this uh, interference call, but at the end, still, Drew Brees threw an overtime pick, and that was it. So he's been on my radar. And then at the end, he had this thing, you know, last year with George Floyd, and he was like, no, 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 I never kneeling. and That kind of broke the chemistry with his other star player. Um, Michael Thomas, who was never the same again. So, yeah, there's all these issues with Drew Brees. uh, I'm okay with him, but I'm glad he's retiring finally. He's out of the league, uh, and I get to see new blood playing there in New Orleans. (laughs) So that was my rant. Sorry about that uh, for all you Drew Brees lovers out there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, regardless of... um you know how he played kind of towards the end there obviously he's an aging quarterback and that's just what happens um uh, i think you know brady. drew Brees. yeah well tom brady is in his own special category i think as we all know but in terms of you know what drew Brees means for the the city of new orleans i don't think there will ever be there's never been and i don't think there will ever be a Connection between like an NFL quarterback and his, the city that he plays for, like there would never will never be like as strong of a connection as you know what Breeze means to the city of New Orleans. A lot of that is obviously attributed to everything he did for the city in Katrina, but just like throughout his career and the time he spent in New Orleans, like how he really built up his community, I think is really commendable. So, you know, and you know he's definitely um future hall of fame ballot um, holder he did ha- he did finish the career with um four major NFL all-time records with you know over 7000 passes completed over 80000 passing yards um 25 passes completed in a game and in total offensive yards and he is Despite the, en- despite the end, Breeze did finish number five in career passer rating with a rating of 98.7.
0: I mean, that is all true. But still, he's on my radar. And, well, I can't say any more negative things because those are very positive things as well. So I just had, I just <laughs> had to take that off my chest. But, yeah, he, he was an amazing passer. Uh, air, he just aired that ball. Wow, so good! And those speeches, those speeches were so sweet, so sweet. I'll listen to them every day. So motivating.
1: Yeah, I need your breeze to wake me up for work every day from now on.
0: (laughs) Well, we can we can arrange that with some apps out there, right? I'll fix that up for you. (laughs) But that breaks our. That brings us to. Dak Prescott. Uh, I was comparing him to you uh, at the beginning of the show because I mean he was he had a pretty bad ankle accident, but now he got paid, right? And
1: yeah, so Dak Prescott got paid. So I am I'm really happy for him. Um, there there were a lot of talks on you know whether he was going to enter free agency. Obviously, he had that painful heartbreaking and. In- injury last year I think everybody's heart went out to him whether or not you're a Cowboys fan I think we all know that Dak Prescott is a stand-up guy Mm -hmm. and he you know he means a lot for Dallas as well I wouldn't say um as much as Breeze means New Orleans but you know he's definitely a representation of the city and so Cowboys and Dak Prescott have agreed to a four-year deal for 160 million um which can go up to $164 million with incentives, but it's $126 million guaranteed money. So, you know, good for Dak, good for Jerry Jones for shelling yeah. out. This is, like, one of the craziest contracts I think um, NFL has seen in, in terms of, like, guaranteed money. Um, and I believe the deal was that at the end of year three, too, Dak mm-hmm. also has the ability to restructure his contract and get more money for the <laughs> for the additional
0: year. Oh, boy. Well, he joins um, Seek. And I, I, I'm wondering what the math is if you combine both of their contracts, how much money is left. But we'll get into that later. But, yes, that's the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, so that was... Yeah, that was like the major Cowboys move. Um, Obviously, a lot of signings and uh, players entering free agency and franchise tags. I think there's so much to cover. It's probably best that we kind of break the news out by (laughs) divisions (laughs) Um, just because there's so much going on. And since we've already covered off on. Uh, the Cowboys, I figure we can talk a little bit about the NFC East because there's quite a bit of movement there in the last, like, 48 okay. hours or so. So first up, we have Washington football team. They are making moves. So Washington football team has officially signed um, Fitzpatrick to a one-year deal worth $10 million yes. that could grow to $12 million with incentives. And so Fitz is headed to camp. Um, expected to be the starter but taylor heineke will also (laughs) be competing for that role and i am i think this is a good signing i don't know about you milton but fitz magic was so fun to watch last year whenever he started for the dolphins and i think he deserves a starter he deserves a chance at a starter role and deserves a chance at trying to make a team a playoff contender.
0: Yep, yeah, I. Everyone knows I love Fitzmagic. I I just love him. I love his outfits, I love his beard, I love his look, uh, all that swagger he brings. <laughs> so um, the Washington football team, or as I like to call him, the What the F team. I think they should just rebrand it to What the F because uh, yeah, they're um, doing these uh, moves and um, he's, they're aligning him with Curtis Samuel and he also has uh, Scary Terry. So those two guys can run the 40-yard 40 40, 40 dash under 4.3 I was reading. So that's super fast. And this guy just bombs out. So I think it's going to be a bombs-out team and I can't get more excited to pick them in my fantasy football team next season.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, this team's going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel um, is a great sign. Scary Terry Oof. is definitely back on the menu. I, I know he's looking kind of rough. Um, Logan Thomas, even, we saw oh, yeah. a little bit of him come out towards the end of last season when he, him and Alex Smith were really connecting. And now you have Fitzpatrick, which uh, whom I would say is better than Alex Smith. You know, granted, Alex Smith is mm. a big comeback player. But I think it will be interesting to see how... that. Um, the signing plays out in Washington.
0: Yep. Uh, by the way, what happened to Alex Smith then? I'm not.
1: Um, they released Alex Smith. Oh, I... So he's a free agent, and he he is trying to compete for a role somewhere. He believes that he's proven himself, you know, as a comeback player, and that he's still he still got the miles left in him, and he he wants to play.
0: Got it. So he's a comeback player, and then they release him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Washington, Washington. Okay.
1: But they also signed uh, former Bengals cornerback, um, and Jackson the third to a three-year deal. So he, pro football focus, actually ranked him as the eighth best free agent available in 2021. So that's a major, major move, um, too, for the Washington football team. I know we don't really talk about... Um, De- defensive players, as much as we talk about offensive players in fantasy football, but they definitely make a big impact in terms of you know whether or not your team scores or is able to hold down the opponents.
0: Yeah, no, I I love playing um, in fantasy football. My secret weapon is defenses. So uh, last year, Washington's defense was pretty good. They were putting up a lot of points in fantasy world. So with this addition, uh, it's gonna get pretty good i'm excited for this team i'm excited
1: yeah um and then also in the nfce so the giants have been making moves in the last like 36 hours as well so word on the street is on monday they met with kenny galladay who is now a free agent um but no updates there Instead, some other weird movements. One, they signed uh, Mike Lennon as a backup quarterback, which I didn't realize he was still playing. (laughs) So um, they also signed former Bengals wide receiver, who is also a former ninth overall draft pick, John Ross III, to a one-year $2.5 million deal that includes $1 million guaranteed. Um, I think that's an okay signing. You know, John Ross, he had some sparks here and there in his rookie year. Obviously, last season was injured. And I know he's really mad at the Bengals organization for not giving him the role that he wanted. But also, like, dude, if you can't stay healthy, like, what else are they going to do, you know? Exactly.
0: Yeah. He he had lots of uh, expectations because, again, he's very, very fast. But let's see if the Giants and Danny Dimes can do something with him.
1: Yep. They also signed Leonard Williams to a three-year, $63 million deal. Huge, huge contract. So he is now tied with DeForest Buckner as the highest-paid defensive tackle in the league. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my take, he had a monster year last year. But he, I think it's a little bit of an overpay. He didn't have the same consistent production as... Um, Bruckner. Yeah. So we'll see how that kind of plays out for the Giants. Um, and then today they just signed Kyle Rudolph, which you know who was just released by the Vikings um, this season. So I think Kyle Rudolph is a decent signing. Obviously the Giants still have Ingram and Kyle Rudolph. He is a good catcher for a tight end, and he's really great in the in the red zone. Um, but he can't run. And But then the Giants have this issue where Ingram can run, but he can't catch. So exactly. I think if you could somehow combine them into one tight end, they could be like an elite tight end. So we'll see how that plays out.
0: Yep. Uh, Kyle Rudolph has some acrobatic catches in the end zone. Man. I played in fantasy a little. He won me a few games back a couple of years ago and even last year. So he's pretty cool. I like his stats and everything. So he's still young. I mean, he's not that old. So we'll see. <laughs> but I like your combination of Ingram and, yeah, uh, I wonder if science can get to that anyways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if Ingram can run and carry Kyle Rudolph on his back, <laughs> and that, if, that, if, that, if they could that. play like that, that would be great.
0: <laughs> Amazing. I hope that's valid. I hope that's not a penalty. <laughs> Okay, so the Eagles, I mean, not much going on there. We already had that novella with uh, Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson. That's all, all news. That's all in the back, rearview mirror. Uh, but now Zach Ertz, which I remember, he wasn't very happy, right, anymore with the Eagles. He, he's he been released. He was seeking a trade, but they didn't give it to him, so they just released him. So where do you think Zach Ertz will wind up, uh, Vivian?
1: You know, maybe the the Patriots will pick him up because <laughs> Bill Belichick loves tight ends, apparently, mm-hmm. and he's also just picking up everybody off oh, the board.
0: Yeah. That's a great <laughs> so, idea. He could Patriots, have a triad of tight ends.
1: Triad of tight ends. Crazy. So the Patriots signed Hunter Henry... Um, to a $37.5 million deal for three years. And then they picked up Jonas Smith for $50 million for four years. Yeah, what the heck? Um, But they are trading um, Ryan Izzo to the Texans for a seventh round pick in 2022, which I think Texans kind of got fleeced there. (laughs) But I I don't know if you've been keeping up with the Patriots signings, but in addition to these Two big name like tight ends. They also signed uh, former Ravens. um,
0: Mm -hmm. I saw
1: Matt Judon to four years. They signed. The Raiders Nelson Aguilar, <laughs> they've signed Niners yep. Kendrick Bourne. They signed uh, Jalen Mills, formerly of the Eagles, uh-huh. and they re-signed Cam to a one-year deal. And I think there was a other a handful of other like defensive players that that kind of fell off the board for me when I was trying to keep up with like all the moves <laughs> Bill Belichick is making. But this is like wild. It's almost like. I feel like, you know, Tom Brady left New England to go and win another Super Bowl without Bill. And I feel like Bill took that personally. Like, I don't know. (laughs) He was like, okay, like, this is war and I'm just going to pick everybody off the board.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's what's happening. Um, Like, we'll probably do a rant about this next week, but I am comparing this to Bill Belichick getting a revenge body, you know, when you get a a divorce (laughs) and you're out of shape and then the other guy in this case the women the woman shows you off gets the hot date marries someone you know uh, gets all this stuff and you're left without nothing so i think that's what he's just overreacting trying to build a team out of like i don't even know what he's doing uh, um again we'll prepare a super rant for next year <laughs> next episode but yeah uh, you're you're spot on, Vivian. He's he's reacting to what happened in the Buccaneers, and it's just I mean, beautiful to see.
1: I mean, give it up to Bill. These are good signings. Obviously, you know you got these two star, star tight ends. Um, I actually think Nelson Aguilar is a. It, it is yeah. Apparently, cap space doesn't exist for some teams. I don't know, <laughs> um, but you know, even like a signing like they they got Nelson Aguilar from the Raiders, which I think is actually a great great signing you know he didn't play well for the Eagles but all he did was catch touchdowns in Vegas and I think it's going to be a favorable situation for him now that you know they also have Jonu Smith it's almost acting it's going to be a similar situation as you know him and Waller in Vegas so that's a great signing and yeah, I don't know. They're also looking. Um, word on the street is that Bill is also wanting to add a. He's not done yet. He's not done. Nope. So he's looking to add at least one running back um, during this off season, and he's taken interest in both um, playoff Lenny and Chris Carson.
0: Uh, don't touch Leonard Fournette. He should stay with the Bucks. But Chris <laughs> Carson, imagine Chris Carson there. That's yeah. That they need a running back. Uh, I'm worried about Cam Newton, though, because uh, I think uh, receivers like uh, Nelson Aguilar, they need a accurate passers to throw them the ball. And I'm not sure Cam Newton is accurate. So um, they, I'm not sure about Cam Newton, but uh, I'm not sure about the Patriots at all. But, yeah, Kendrick Bourne from the wide, from the 49ers, I think is really good. Uh, those two receivers are by far better than the ones they already had so i don't know what's going on but then all these first draft picks that new england had back in the last few years they've just been dumping them they're just acknowledging they don't do a good job drafting it's kind of a mess and now they have to overspend and pay and i don't know what's going on there they're selling their soul
1: do you think that with these signings they might be playoff contenders next year
0: Uh, Well, they still have to So the next season, Buffalo is still going to be the number one team in that division They're just getting stronger and we'll get to them Uh, And Miami is getting really tough, right? Uh, So they have some competition going on And again, you need a competitive quarterback to win in the football league And I'm not sure your boy Cam is that guy
1: yeah, I don't have much faith in Cam Newton, but you are right. Bills, like, I'm excited for Bills Mafia to come back next year. The mm-hmm. Bills have just signed, you know, former Broncos, Niner <laughs> Saints, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. He got passed around quite a bit um, last year. I was <laughs> When but the Saints, good. when i saw the saints release him um a couple weeks ago i was really hoping that he would come back to the niners because he was no. really great yeah. um for the time that he spent on the team and loved his energy he fit he fit really well with the guys here but the bills have officially signed him and josh allen is just like gaining superpowers now he's got you know he's got manny sanders he's got Diggs, he's got beasley he's got davis like Bills are looking really good on offense for next year.
0: But I uh, just see in your notes that they signed Mitch Trubisky.
1: Yes, they what the <laughs> they sign they signed the MVP for you know as a backup.
0: <laughs> I hope he doesn't like uh, jinx them. Uh, he's coming with that bear stink in him, so uh, that's a little dangerous. Bills, very dangerous move there. <laughs> I don't think he. Imagine him taking over the offense. God hopes nothing happens to. Um, to um, oh my gosh, I forgot his name.
1: Josh Allen.
0: <laughs> to Josh Allen, uh, God forbid it, because otherwise they'll be in trouble with good old Mitch Trubisky. And then yep. the Dolphins—they just signed Will Fuller. Probably, I think I'd say the hottest wide receiver out there.
1: Yeah, this was like breaking as of like two hours no. ago. I saw that, yeah. I was like,
0: breaking oh my news. god,
1: what? <laughs> I guess the question now is like, can Tua throw a deep ball? I know he could in college, but, you know, I haven't seen much of that so far in his NFL debut.
0: Oh, well, I mean, he's a quarterback. He, he can and and pair with the, the Bonta Parker. I think that's a cool uh, duo of wide receivers. Though. Very dangerous. And Mike Kaziki, you know, he's turned out to be this uh, great tight end as well. So, yeah, the Dolphins, I like the Dolphins. I really like the Dolphins for next season.
1: Yeah. Well, they did also sign uh, Jacoby Brissett as their oh, yeah. backup quarterback, which I think is a good signing for them. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a good dude just for, like, his locker room presence yeah. alone. And he'll be a good mentor for Tua if they, they do believe Tua is the guy. And you know you can definitely do worse for a backup. Um, they Mitch also Trubisky. signed, <laughs> yeah, Mitch Trubisky. Um, they also signed former Rams running back Malcolm Brown. Oh, yeah. Um, to the team. For me, it doesn't seem like a major upgrade over you know Gaskin or Breda, but he is a good bruising back. I do think though this makes Cam Akers' um, value go up a bit on the on the Rams.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cam Akers, uh, did you see him run last season at the end? Yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's he's really good. So, yeah, uh, Cam Akers, fantasy football tip out there. He's going to be one of the number one draft picks, probably. At least one of the top five running backs, right? With Cam Akers, yes, um, boosted up.
1: Yep. Last but not least... <laughs> Ooh, the jets. Um, it, jets. we have the jets and the AFC East. um so they did sign former titans wide receiver Corey davis to three years for 37.5 million 27 guaranteed i think this is a good signing for them i guess i mean he is a good wide receiver i don't It's an upgrade for their offense, but I wouldn't say it upgrades their offense overall (laughs) just because their offense is not good. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, he could be good for a future running back if they do decide to pick one up, um, whether in the free agency or in the drafts, because he, Corey Davis is surprisingly a good blocker. He's a better blocker than most tight ends. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is definitely good for AJ Brown's value. Because oh, there's totally. no one really behind him in in Tennessee besides like special teams guys. So Tennessee Titans like really only have AJ Brown and Tannehill. Tannehill's value definitely goes down. Um, yeah. There.
0: And then we left um, weapons.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's happening in Tennessee. We'll see if they make some more moves in the next few okay. days. But it's not looking great right now. But the word on the street is also that the Jets have um, been talking to Juju potentially as a signing as well.
0: (laughs) Juju is. uh, Do you think he's good? I'm I'm not convinced about Juju.
1: I think he's okay. Wide receiver two. I think he's wide receiver two. Totally. Um, Problem is, they don't really have a wide receiver one. They don't really yep. have a quarterback, so I don't know. We'll oh. see.
0: <laughs> Ooh, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets. Poor <laughs> Jets. Well, back to Maybe, the drawing board. Maybe I mean,
1: yeah, back to the drawing board. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what other moves they make. Um, probably more so in the draft.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Um, and then moving into. Another super competitive division, NFC West. NFC West is just wild. So the Cardinals apparently beat out um, Bill Belichick, free spending for A.J. Green, um, which is funny if you think about it, because like a couple years ago, like looking like 2016, like Cam Newton to A.J. Green would have been like crazy. That would have been like a lock and now they're both kind of washed up but um yeah cardinals uh larry fitzgerald is a gonna become a free agent for the first time in his career with aj green joining the cardinals which means he probably won't be back in arizona which is kind of interesting
0: yeah i think i would say larry's still better than aj green or or am i talking dumb out of my mouth i
1: would so I think I saw it somewhere. I thought it was the um, I thought it was the official NFL Instagram or like one of the official NFL Instagram pages. They had posted this illustration of Kyler Murray and AJ Green and D hop and they were like something. The caption was like, oh, it's like the the elite trio or something completely left out larry fitzgerald and i was like wow what a snub yeah (laughs) okay um if it was on like the nfl handle it's definitely not there anymore so i gotta see if i can track that down (laughs) Hmm. um but they also signed blinds kicker matt prater (laughs) who is one of the most consistent kickers in the league to a two-year contract which came as a surprise to I think a lot of people It was really random um, Didn't really think that the Lions were going to let him go But off he goes to Arizona
0: Look at you Vivian Tracking even kickers In this crazy free agency <laughs> So I mean for us That like to also put lots of uh, yeah, What's the word uh, Faith in kickers In fantasy football league and This is a good pick This is a good kicker Because he plays in a covered stadium And uh, yeah Watch out for Matt Prater. Then we go to the Niners. Yep. What's going on with the Niners, our Bay Area beloved team?
1: Um, a lot of defensive moves. You know, what, we were one of the top five defensive teams. I think they're making moves to make sure that we are still that in the coming year. They did um, They did announce a five-year extension for Kyle Juszczyk, which is good. Um, he is one of the best fullbacks i think in the nfl and a lot of nfl teams don't really utilize the fullback role so it was great to see that he gets to stay in the niners organization where kyle shanahan is really able to utilize his talents um so i'm pretty stoked about Mm -hmm. that but they also gave a two-year extension to emmanuel mosley um they are re-signing jason verrett And then Trent Williams and the Niners just came to agreement on a deal. This is another massive contract. It's six years, 138 million. So he is now the highest offensive or highest paid offensive lineman in NFL history. And I think a lot of people are saying like, "Well, is he gonna really gonna play until 38, 39?" Um, good news is that the contract becomes void if he doesn't play the full season. They don't have to pay him. So the contract says he has to pay, play the full season um, to get paid. So it's a little, you know, buffer room there. Okay. But we it looks like um, the Niners are also expected to sign Falcons center Alex Mack. So Alex Mack will look to reunite with Shanahan. Um, in San Francisco, which you know really bolsters our O line. Um, and last but not least, they didn't tender an RFA offer to Nick Mullins, making him an unrestricted free agent. Oh. I don't know that anybody will really want to pick up Nick Mullins. No, um, yeah, I I would take the MVP Mitch Trubisky as a backup what? over Nick Mullins. Wow. So yeah so we'll see
0: okay bye bye nick mullins so You had a nice run uh, but you didn't deliver the goods and this is what happens so yeah the niners going all out trying to protect um your boy jimmy g to keep him healthy with the, yep. those big men up front i see i see okay <laughs> because it's gonna be tough with all these uh, defenders in this league, I mean, this conference. This, so you need protection. This is a tough. Mm-hmm.
1: T- yeah, tough, tough mm-hmm. uh, division to be in. So for the Rams, the Stafford and Golf trade has officially gone through, <laughs> and you know the Rams are also giving um, Leonard Floyd a four-year, $64 million deal. I think that went through today because, you know, the NFC West needs more pass rushers. And I'm sure that makes a certain uh, Mr. Russell Wilson very unhappy (laughs) about his position in Seattle. Yeah, no
0: wonder he wants to get out of Seattle. Maybe it's not because he doesn't like the team. Maybe he just, as we mentioned, he we just doesn't want to get hit anymore. And I think this is a division that will create more havoc for quarterbacks because, yeah, the pass rushers all over are insane between all the four teams.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the Seahawks are, have been pretty adamant saying they're not trading Russ. Which, <laughs> no, that's insane. Um, Sucks for Chicago. So apparently, Chicago made a very aggressive <laughs> pursuit for Russell Wilson, and they were told that they are not the Seahawks were not dealing him at this time. So they ended up signing Andy Dalton to a ten million dollar one year deal with three million dollars in incentives. Hey, so the red rifle. <laughs> the red rifle Dalton
0: the most mediocre quarterback ever probably you know made of the line he, not too bad he, not too good just plain he
1: he had that one season yeah. where he there was like some sparks there here and there but not too much since then but you know the Super Bowl odds for the Bears actually went from 40 to 1 to 50 to wow. 1 after the Dalton signing was announced um so there's that. Yeah. I feel really sad for all the Bears fans out there. I feel for you. Um, they did franchise tag Allen Robinson, which we know Allen Robinson is basically uh, quarterback proof. So if he does decide to sign the tag, that's good for the Bears. But other than that, maybe, you know, if you're a Bears fan, let's just let Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, like, let's just let them burn the shit to the ground and start over. That, maybe that's like. Yep. What they need to do The
0: Bears are the Jets <laughs> of the NFC So sad Not so much history <laughs> And yet so much pain
1: Yeah um, Speaking of history So Packers are bringing <laughs> Back um, A major major player So they re-signed Aaron Jones mm-hmm. 48 million dollars for 4 wow. years Wow
0: he got paid
1: He got paid. And honestly, you know, I think this is a good sign. Aaron Jones is obviously elite. I've had him for multiple years on my fantasy teams, and he's always produced when he's playing. Um, I feel like it's a little bit of an overpay for the Packers because they're not a running back needy team. Like, they have good running backs um, that they could have, you know, got like kept up with and then if they had decided to deal Aaron Jones –
0: uh, that's arguable. I think Aaron Jones is special. I think he's he's beyond like, you know, your Corey Dill, no, not Corey. AJ Dillon or um whoever the other guy was. I forgot his name. Anyways, but I think this guy's above them for sure. He's really fast, very elusive, uh, great pass catcher, uh underrated maybe by by the NFL, but I've seen him play and this guy He's, he's hungry and he's so good So I'm happy for him
1: Yeah, so the other guy is uh, Jamal Williams Oh, Jamal Williams um, See, I forgot mm-hmm.
0: his name because, uh, just, He's just, eh, blah not, not thrilling Aaron Jones is thrilling
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jamal Williams got picked up By the Lions what? Oh, um, so yeah. there's going to be revenge games um, Going on there <laughs> There will be some revenge games that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I think he got picked up like a day or two ago, which I think for anybody who was high on DeAndre yeah. Smith or Swift as, you know, the Lions running back, I think that is now a little bit in question with Jamal Williams in the mix. With Swift. So I'd probably downgrade DeAndre Swift do you think in so? terms of value. I think I think so, yeah. I
0: think the under Swift Started picking up like tempo and speed in the last half of last season. I think he's way better than Jamal Williams as well Huh? Maybe Jamal Williams just went from one stellar running back backing him up to backing up another uh, Coming-of-age <laughs> running back. That's my take. I don't
1: know. We'll see. There's still a lot of um uh, movement going on i think we'll cover off on the rest of the divisions (laughs) in part two of this episode there's some teams that haven't made like any moves at all so maybe that'll tick up over the next couple days i know like i've just i feel like i've been bombarded with football news like all day every day in in this past week so we still have plenty to talk about in the other divisions. Plus, there's still a lot of major names out there in terms of free agents on the table. You know, you got Kenny mm-hmm. Galladay, you got Juju, Chris Carson, Zach Ertz. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if any of those names get signed in the next few days. Oof.
0: That was a long list. We went through it. We're at a 50-minute mark already in this podcast. But um, <laughs> I know we want to get all this out of our chest and and uh again uh vivian went through a lot of like note-taking this is a lot of work here it's beautiful i get more news out of her than any other outlet or podcast nowadays so it's so fun (laughs) to do this with you um so that's the nfl the first half the second half we'll have next week um just the other part of our podcast you know the batch bracket recap So it's over. It's over. Batch Bracket is done. We're jumping into the next one, March Madness, but um, in the end It got very competitive at the end with uh, Holly. She um, was able to hold off um, Valerie. Valerie had a nice comeback. She started like I think last place. Uh, because she forgot to do her picks or wasn't maybe she didn't I better check in fact check myself anyways but she wasn't she was in the last places and she just wound up like what is it 25 minus 39 14 points behind holy so okay, congratulations Holy, on taking this year's batch bracket and our good old Kevin Chen uh, the other only male besides me uh, is able to hold off to third place, fending you, Vivian, off, and um, all the others. We didn't make it, so it was fun. Uh, Interesting experiment for me. Uh, uh, I guess, is there gonna be a Batch Bracket next year? Uh, After all this drama went down with racism, and I don't know what's going on. (laughs) It got pretty.
1: The Bachelorette season is filming right now.
0: Oh, so we're gonna do that one too? Yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. <laughs> so this machine of fantasy just doesn't stop. It just keeps going. March Madness, then Bachelorette, then um, football probably back. Uh, I can't keep. And I'm doing another leak with Formula One uh, with other friends from not from work. I just don't know what to do with my life. It's so much going on <sighs> anyways. I think this is a good podcast, Vivian. How do you feel? Should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's do it. So this is it, guys. Um, pretty fun. Uh, we'll keep uh, getting more news, uh, delivering them to you next week. In the meantime, this is it. Uh, March Madness. Get your brackets done, okay? Don't forget about it. It's You have till tomorrow. And let the fun begin. See you all. Till next week.